Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to our Supercoach Instant Reaction podcast series. Today, we'll be looking at one of the glamour positions of the Supercoach game. It's the halfbacks, the number sevens. What we've done is we've gone through the top 18 halfbacks, plus a couple of ones I just want to mention with you guys. So let's get right into it. The number one halfback last season was Nathan Cleary from the Panthers. Played 18 games for an 83 average. His value this season is $734,300. And I've got him as a grade round one halfback. So with Cleary, I think it's pretty clear to say that the value is still there. That 734000 is very steep for a round one. But I don't see how you cannot start without him. I think in that Panthers team, which shouldn't have too much regression. It's a very similar team, minus a few players, I think someone like a Brian Toto and a Charlie Staines on the edge gives him some kicking options, gives him some ball playing ability he'll still have on his edge, he'll have Liam Martin, so for me, I think Cleary is still number one halfback in the game, he is rated my number one halfback for 2021, I don't see much of a regression, obviously the goal kicking for a team that scores a lot of points like the Panthers, and he has proven he is a, a potent try scorer as well. does know how to sniff out a four-pointer. So for me, if you're in a draft comp, I think he's an easy top five pick. Uh, I could, you know, see him going as high as two uh, if someone does choose to take Tedesco number one. Now, if you're a brave man and want to pick Cleary at two, uh, at number one, then I don't I don't blame you for that. The, the 83 average, I don't see it dipping much somewhere between the 75 and the 85. I just think the Panthers team, uh, as we'll go through my predictions in the second half of that series, I, I still see him as a top a top side in the comp, and he'll, he'll be the orchestrator behind much of their attack. So Nathan Cleary is a clear number one in the halfbacks. Um, now, number two on the list from last season, someone I haven't been able to rank, but it's Sean Johnson from the Sharks. Obviously had a 68 average before he snapped his Achilles last season. Starting price of $603,500. Now, obviously, you can't start Sean Johnson in a classic league. Is scheduled to come back around round 8 to 10 uh, from reports. So maybe around there, seeing how he goes when he does come back, obviously may start slow. So he may drop in some price. It might be an interesting pickup for the run home. But from a draft comp, for me, there's just a certain point in a draft where a stash on the bench for an injured or suspended player is the way to do it. For me, Sean Johnson, he's a dual 5'8 halfback. Obviously, he had the ceiling of a 70 average last season. He's going to be drafted. Now, is someone brave enough to go in the top five rounds? I don't think so. I've got him as around 10 plus. I think if you nail your your draft and you've got your half set already, your half and 5'8", and you think you can take that risk, for me, that's what I'll be hoping to do. I'll hope the first eight to nine picks, I sort out all the positions I need to sort out, and then you can take that pick on a Sean Johnson. I just think the upside potential now, obviously, a player with his explosiveness and rely so much on acceleration and quick feet, coming back from a torn Achilles, a player of his caliber, we haven't really seen it. Now, can he do it? Of course he can, just depends on how his body holds up. So for me, he's a, he's a no-going classic but in draft, he's a very intriguing option if you do want to try and stash. 
The next player on the list is Daly Cherry Evans uh, from the Manly Seagulls, the Maroons captain. Played all 20 games last season so for a 64 average. Starting price of $570,500. And I've got him as around two to three pick. Now, Cherry Evans for me is, I think, right around the price he should be. I think it's a very good price start. I think he'll be right around there. I think that 60-point average is where he shall sit. Obviously, with Garrett got the goal-kicking duties at Manly, he doesn't get the extra points from a goal-kicking perspective. Obviously, he's still very good at assisting and creating in tries and line breaks. Curtis Sirenden running off him. Uh, a big target, nice big target for him to hit those holes and obviously can play out the back and got a great kicking game. The big thing for Cherry Evans is if, obviously, Tom Travojevic can stay healthy. I think it's a big win for Cherry Evans. He obviously does have that very good understanding of where Turbo is on the field. Now, in a draft comp, I've got him as around 2-3, to three, but I wouldn't surprise me if someone takes him with a high second pick, especially if it's a person does draft Turbo in the first round. So I have got him as halfback 4 on the list for 2021, and I do expect around that 60-65, to 65, exactly where he was last year. I don't see any regression. I don't see much of an upside with no goal kicking. So I think Cherry Evans, where he was last season, he's going to be a good pick regardless and won't won't be too much of a detriment to your team. Halfback number four is Jerome Hughes from the Melbourne Storm. Uh, halfback only this season has lost the, the fullback in his positions. So played 16 games last year for a 61 average. Value at $540,900. And I have got him going as around three to four pick. Now, for me, Jerome Hughes, uh, very, very interesting with Harry Grant coming back into the Melbourne side. Cameron Munster on one side and Jerome Hughes on the other side. With Munster and that formidable side of Bromwich, Olam, and Adokar, obviously a lot of direction and traffic does go that way, which does free up Jerome Hughes on the other side, who will have Branko Lee, Felice Cafusi, and possibly Remus Smith on his edge. So there's obviously a lot of options there that they can look at. For me, 540000 it's a good price. I won't be going near it at the start. I'll see I'll see how the season starts. But in a draft comp, I think if the top if the top halfbacks go, I think it's a good pick. I have got him as halfback six for this season. Uh, def- definitely a top-of-the-supercoach draft comp halfback, I think, will do you a job. What won't produce... I, don't th- I think he's, his floor is very high. I think he's got the running game and has developed the kicking game into where he's going to get a good score regardless of if it is an outstanding game or not. So definitely one to watch. Next player on the list is Adam Reynolds from the Rabbits. Played all 20 games last year for a 60-point average. A price of uh, 528000 and I have got him as a round two pick. For me, uh, I'll say right now, he's the halfback number two for me for 2021. He's one of my most intrigued that I will be targeting myself. I think in that rabbit side that will improve with the goal kicking. There's just a lot of potential with Latrell Mitchell out the back on his sweeps. He's obviously struck up a very good partnership with Cody Walker, who also does come to his side and links up well. That's 60-point average from last season. I could definitely see it growing. For me, he will be the one challenging Nathan Cleary for the halfback title this season. So that 528000 is very enticing, I think. That's unders for Adam Reynolds, especially with Jairo coming to the team. Wayne Bennett's last season. There's a couple of things I do like about this team for the Bunnies this year, and Adam Reynolds will instigate a lot of that. So definitely a round two play for me. I think he will be the second or third halfback off the board. And I think if you can nail your first pick and then pick Adam Reynolds in the second round, 
I think you'd be very happy with those first two picks. Next player we have is Kyle Flanagan from the Bulldogs, a dual 5'8 halfback. Played 18 games last year for a 59 average. Value at $524,600. And I have got him going as around 4 to 5 pick. Now, obviously, that 59 average came in a Roosters side. Last season, we'll be going to the Bulldogs this season. Still got the goal kicking, which will give him a floor. But for me, I don't think I can start with him. Uh, I'd need to see how this Bulldog team progresses. He'll be the lead playmaker in this side, whether he can take the, the team by the scruff of the neck and drag it along with him. Now, still still an intriguing option in draft. I think for me, he's halfback seven. I have got him for 2021. Uh, if you're around that round five grade and the, the top halfbacks have gone and you do want to get some stability and get a low floor halfback, I think Kyle Flanagan is the way to go, especially with the 5-8 duel. So he's definitely an intriguing one for me. I'm not going to start with him in classic uh, but in a draft comp, at a certain point, I think he does become quite intriguing. Next on the list, we've got Luke Keery from the Roosters. This year has obtained the dual 5'8 halfback, so very intriguing there. He played 18 games last year for a 59 average. Value $521,200, and I have got him as a round two pick. Halfback three for me this season, I think the dual just gives him so much flexibility. There were a lot of times last season in my draft comp where I had Cameron Munster, but I wish I could have brought in Luke Keery. I just love the upside. Obviously, sometimes he does have a low score in him, but his his ceiling is very high. He can crack the 100. Great running game, good support play. For me, I think with the duel this season, 521 in a classic is unders. Again, like Adam Reynolds, if you wanted to start those two as your two halfbacks or one at 5'8", one at halfback, I think it's a good way to go. And in draft, again... Similar to Adam Reynolds, um, it's just if you can nail that first pick with, with possibly a fullback. For me, the the dream scenario would go a full one of the top three fullbacks, Reynolds and Kiri in the next two rounds. You've got basically your spine sorted, and you've just got you've got high potential in great scoring teams. So definitely one to watch for me, Luke Kiri. I think he's going to have some options now. Boyd Cordner looks like he's out for half the season, so Tupanua will come into the side, who which he did form a, quite a partnership with. The number seven jersey is still a bit of a mystery. I think Lachlan Wellam will get the start, which means Kiri will... Either way, Kiri's going to be the dominant ball player. Tedesco will be sniffing around him, looking for the ball. So for me, I think Kiri is a very good option this season in Classic and Draft. Next on the list, we have Mitchell Moses from the Paramount Eels. Played 17 games last year for a 54 average. Starting price at 481000 and I have got him as a round two to three grade pick. Very interesting one, Mitch Moses. I think similar to the whole Premier team, you can split the season up into two seasons. I think before his calf injury, he played extremely well. I think the ability to goal kick in this Premier team that again can score points, 481,000 even is more than you can ask for for a starting price compared to the last couple of years where he has been. In a draft comp, you might get lucky someone didn't like the way that he did finish the season last year. And if you can grab Mitch Moses as a third-round pick or a late second, for me, in our comp last season, he did go round one, pick 11. So for me, if you can get him in the 20s or even the 30s, I think it's a steal. Uh, I've got him as halfback five this season. I just think the floor is going to give you... The goal king will give you a floor. And in this team, got a nice little kick and chase. He's got... He's got some players. He's got a Sean Lane on the outside. 
Clint Gutherson out the back. I just think that there's some points there to be scored. So Mitch Moses for me is definitely one that I can see moving in this year. It's gonna be he's gonna be one of the he won't be one of the first ones taken off the board, I don't think. And if you can snag him late in the later picks, I think it's definitely gonna be a good pickup for you there. Next on the list, George Williams from the Raiders. Played 19 games for a 53 average in his first season in the NRL. Starting at $467,600. And I have got him going as a round 4 to 5 pick. Uh, halfback number 8 for me, George Williams. I think he played really well in his first season. He just showed in a couple of games last season that, that running game, the dummy and the step and the go. It's all there for him. Line breaks, try assists, tries. Now in his Canberra team... I don't see much of a drop-off, so I think he'll be around that 55 average again. The price, it's right around where I thought it would be, 470-ish. But for me, you know, draft comp is more intriguing. Again, I think if you can get him much later than, you know, he might might be one of these ones that the first six teams ahead of you might pick the halfback that they need, and they might, someone might forget about him, no one's going to stash him. You could pick him up round five and be really happy with the George Williams in your team, so... Again, he's got option. There's options in that Raiders team for scoring. They've got some very good edge players. Josh Hodgson coming back will create a little bit of room from around the rock. Chan's at the back. Good kicking game. So for me, George Williams is definitely one of those guys around the middle of the pack where it won't get as much love as some of the top guys. But if you get if you do pick him in classic or draft, he'll do the job. Have the occasional big score, but I think he'll be right around that. Whatever you're paying for him or whatever you pick him, I think that's where the average will give you there. Next on the list, we got another duel. It's Cody Nicarima from the Warriors, dual 5'8 halfback. Played 19 games last year for a 52 average. Starting price at $462,400. I have got him going in round 8 to 9, and he's a halfback 13 for me this season. Cody Nicarima, definitely an interesting one with the duel. For me, he's not as exciting as the other Warrior half, which we'll talk about soon, but still, they, 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 he hit the ton a couple of times last season. When he does take the line on, it's fantastic to watch. He has Roger at the back. He can play short. He's got uh, Alicia Katoa on that edge. For me, it's just the Warriors scream value to me. And as we've as we'll keep going through the positions, you'll just see. I just think that they're all unders right now. I think 462 for Nikarima. I think there is room to work there. I wouldn't start with him, but if if he does get a nice little draw coming up, and you can quickly bring him in and make some cash and get some quick points. I think it's definitely the way to go. And I think this is the first guy that we've spoken about so far where you can get him late in the draft. I don't think anyone's going to be using a top five pick on Cody Nicarima. I think he, he, he can definitely even be, if you're now your first two, he can be your first guy on the bench as the jewel to cover both your halves. You can even start with him. For me, I think he's that talented. I think the upside's there. Slightly less floor. Now, if he goal kicks, Harris Tavia did goal kick towards the end of the season, but if he does get, get the goal kicking, obviously brings it up a bit. But definitely an intriguing one to watch, but I think will be overshadowed slightly by his partner there. Next on the list, we've got Ben Hunt from the Dragons. Another dual, dual hooker, hooker halfback this time. Played 19 games for a 51 average last year. Starting price at $453,200. And I have got him going in round 6-7 to seven as halfback 10. Now, I think for me, the only way... Ben Hunt will become a viable option for Classic will be if he does jag the number 9 jersey and you can play him at halfback as a hooker. I think if that happens, very intrigued and all in there. If he's playing just halfback, 
he is an option for draft. I don't think for super coach. I think for draft again, more in the George Williams mold and Cody Nicarima mold. Won't won't be too upset now. No goal kicking. Hasn't run the ball that much, but does does be is able to lay on a try. Tarek Sims should be on running on the outside of him. So for me, he's definitely an option. Um, but again, he's hard back ten for me. I think there's definitely some other players that you should try to target before looking at Ben Hunt, unless he gets the number nine. Now with the Cameron McInnes news that he signed for the Sharks for next season, whether now the the Dragons turn an eye to put Ben Hunt at the nine because that's where he they want he will want to play him next season. That will be very intriguing. If he does get the nine, I think all of a sudden he can move up to halfback five. He can go right up near Mitch Moses. I think then if he's playing the 80 minutes at at hooker, then very intriguing. But for right now, looks like he's going to play halfback, so halfback 10 and a six to seven round pick. Next on the list, we've got Mitch Pierce from the Knights. Played all 20 games last year for a 51 average. Starting price, $451,800. Have got him going in round nine as halfback 14. So you may think that's looking a bit low for Mitch Pierce, someone who's obviously been in the league for a long time and has produced well in Supercoach. The news that he did break his thumb, so he'll be out for the preseason. Uh, should be back for round one. Obviously no Kalen Ponga in the first couple of rounds, so added pressure on him. Now that might boost his score a little bit. So it's, it's definitely a, it's a good play, I think. As a late round pick, I'm, I might be all over it. If I do decide that halfback isn't where I want to go in the draft early on, I just want to solidify my team. And then as we start getting towards the double-digit rounds and he's still there, definitely will take a flyer. I think he's definitely a guy, especially while Ponger is out. does intrigue me because he may get more attacking uh, pressure put on him and he may score some more points. And then he becomes a valuable trade piece later if he does have that nice average and then you can sell that off to someone else. But from a classic, again, for the first couple of rounds, it does it does intrigue me that 451000 Not too much for a starting halfback that should be the primary ball player on his team. So definitely someone I want to watch. Later in the season, when Ponga does come back, and especially when Blake Green comes back, I think I don't see much of a value of Mitch Pierce as a top-flight halfback. But for the early se- for the early part of the season, I think you can get all over that, especially in either Classic or Draft. Definitely one to watch for the later rounds, and if you do choose to leave the number 7 jersey till later in your, in your draft. Next, we have Ash Taylor from the Titans. Dual halfback 5'8". Played 19 games last year for a 49 average. Starting price at $430,300. Going around 6 to 7. And I'll also lump in here Jamal Fogarty from the Titans. Halfback only. Played 18 games for a 49 average as well. Starting price again, 430000 Got him going around 8 to 9. For me, the two Titans halves are definitely on the up. With the... The off-season they did have and some of the talent they brought in, Tino, Fafida, SESI. I just think that there's room for improvement now. They did split the goal kicking last year, so I would like to see who does get the kicking and if they do hang on to it, because I'll be intrigued in either one. Ash Taylor has got the duel, so that does give a little bit more flexibility. But I did have Jamal Fogarty for the last eight rounds of my draft comp last year and finished the season on fire. He was just all over it. He's one of those players when you're watching the Titans, just pops up, great running game, obviously effort personified. Um, now, I've got Ash Taylor as halfback 9, and I've got Fogarty as halfback 12. Again, for me, I, I think they'll both get drafted before the double-digit rounds. I think if you want to stack and go both of them, 
I won't begrudge you for that. I think it's it's a smart option. I think there's going to be a couple of teams that people will want to load up on the teams this season. I think, obviously, the Storm and the Roosters have been every year. Uh, Panthers, obviously, last season will be this season. I think the Titans will also be there. I think you will see someone who would go uh, Ash Taylor, a Fogarty, Brian Kelly, a Dave, uh, uh, sorry, a David Fafida, a Tino. I think there's going to be a, a Titans stack. And getting both halfbacks in, obviously... Both had a 50 average, so you'll take you'll take that from your halves, and just run with it. So the next player on the list is my most intriguing out of this group, Chanel Harris Devita from the Warriors, dual halfback 58, played 13 games last year for a 48 average, starting price of 425,900. I think you can get him in round eight in a draft, and I put him as halfback 11. For me, if Harris Devita gets the goal kicking. He's obviously solidified himself as one of the cornerstone pieces of this Warriors team moving forward. I think he's just got unlimited potential. He's got that great first bit of acceleration. Not as much as a young Sean Johnson, not much of a step as much as Sean, but I just think for me, he's just got playmaking ability written all over him. I think this season, he's going to be one of those ceiling players that can really just break out and get one of those big tons for you when you need it. I think for me... Harris Tavita is going to be one of those guys that will fly under the radar in a draft. I think if everyone's already, you know, I, I can see someone like a Mitch Pierce going ahead of a Harris Tavita just because of the name factor. I can see a Ben Hunt going in front of Harris Tavita because of the name factor. But for me, I'm all over Harris Tavita. I've got him starting in my classic and I have got him locked in for my draft comp. I think, he, like again, it's just, it's just the potential. I think for me, if he's got the goal kicking, the floor is there. But... Unlike a Reynolds or a Mitch Moses, I think he's going to score more tries than those guys. And I just think he's going to start coming to his own this year. He's locked down the jersey now. He knows it's his. He's not fighting with anyone. He did, at the end of the season, form a great partnership with Cody Nicarima in the halves. Obviously, you've got Ben murdoch Masilla and Adam Fnall-Blake who will get over the advantage line for him. I just think all arrows are pointing off for Harris Tavita. So for me, definitely the most intriguing player on this list. The price is right there. I think there's money to be made. And again, in a draft comp, I think he's definitely one that won't go really early. I think in those middle rounds, when people are starting to fill out the rest of their team, you can really get a nice dual player there and get and get it at a good value. A couple more here. we got Luke Brooks next from the Titans. Uh, sorry, from the Tigers. Played 17 games last year for a 44 average. Starting price of $392,900. I have got him going at around 10 plus. He's halfback 16 for me. The price is so low that it obviously does intrigue. But for me, with the Tigers, I do think they're going to get the spoon this year. There's only a couple of Tigers that I'm really kind of interested in that I can see being matchup proof. Luke Brooks, unfortunately, is not one of them. As I did say in my Tigers preview, I just think right now he's the only designated playmaker in that team, the only designated place kicker in that team. I just think all the pressure is going to be on Luke Brooks. I think as much as he can try and get the ball out and get a good pass or a good kick or a good run in, I just think defences will know to shut down this Tigers team. They've got limited options. It's going to be Luke Brooks. Now, the again, the value is 392000 Whether he's worth a spot as your second halfback in a classic and you play him as a reserve, um, again... If you want to have a backup halfback on your bench in draft, I can't begrudge you for it. But for me, 
There's just a couple of Tigers I'm interested in. The rest are kind of stayaways for me. Next on the list, we've got our last duel for the list here. We've got Michael Morgan from the Cowboys. Duel 5-8 halfback. Played six games last year for a 49 average. Starting price of $386,700. I have him going as a round 10 plus and halfback 15. For me, Michael Morgan will be one of my favorite players in the NRL for a while. Obviously still a jewel, so has got some flexibility there, but just the the, the injury concern with the shoulder. Can, can it hold through a season? That price of $386,700. I can see why it's enticing. I can expect him to be owned by quite a large portion of teams. I think the upside is there. Now the floor, I don't see it. I think, again, there could be some injury-affected scores. I think the Cowboys, similar to the Tigers, aren't going to have much of an attack. And I think, really, it's Morgan and Holmes. If you take out Morgan, that kind of a, takes out Holmes. So for me, very similar to Luke Brooks. I think if you're looking at, you know, who gives me a little bit of upside, I don't really care about the floor. I just want to kind of get a bit of a ceiling play at a good price in Classic. I think Brooks and Morgan are around the same. And in a draft comp, I think Morgan, because of the duel, gives you a bit more flexibility. But I think Luke Brooks, in terms of injuries, is a lot obviously safer than that. Next, we've got Tom Dearden from the Broncos. Played 12 games for a 42 average. Starting price of $370,600. Again, going round 10 plus. Halfback 18 for me. Uh, now, obviously, that's his jersey. He is the unquestioned half moving forward. News today that Anthony Milford broke his hand. So, interesting to see if he can recover in time or who will partner Tom Dearden. But for me... He's just a wait and see. I think he's definitely going to be a waiver play in a draft comp. And throughout the season, Supercoach in the Classic, I don't really see a chance where you would pick him up. Can he go on a run? Possibly. If Jordan Ricky plays on the outside of him, I do like that potential, even a Pangai Jr. on the outside of him. There's definitely some options if Tessie New can blossom into the fullback. There's options, but for me, I think he's a stay away in both comps right now. Similarly, I've got Chad Townsend bunched in with him. Played 11 games last year for a 40 average. going round 10 plus, halfback 17. Again, for me, it's just the type of team he's playing in. He'll be the only attacking option. Not much around him. I think, again, definitely going to be a way for play in a draft comp. And in a classic comp, I don't see many starting with him. With the price, possibly people do see he can maybe get up to a 45, 50 average and he can make a bit of money. But I'll, I'll leave that for other people to to try and make some money on there. And that brings us to the last player on the list. Now, he's definitely going to be picked in a bunch. I reckon at least 50% of classic sides will have him. He'll go undrafted in draft comps. But for me, I do need to mention Sam Walker from the Roosters. Now, didn't play last season. Hasn't debuted yet. He's $173,700. $173, as you as your heart back on the bench, you're not going to play him, but at, at the basement price, you've got to start him because of the upside. If Lachlan doesn't get off to a good start, Sam Walker will walk straight into that number seven jersey for me. He's obviously very young, but the potential, we've seen that it's there in the lower grades and reserves. So he's definitely one I just, I just need to mention, obviously, from a draft perspective, it'd be a very brave man to draft and stash and wait, I think he's definitely going to be a waiver play at some point, depending on how the Roosters go in the first couple of rounds. But from a classic side, I think 50% of sides will have him in there as the second half back, just because, again, 
if you can get a Roosters halfback starting at 173,000, and by the end of the season he averages a 50, you see what you can make there. So Sam Walker, haven't ranked him in the top. I've only got 18 halfbacks, so I did need to mention him because I just think the value and the potential there in that Rooster side could be a very similar to a Kyle Flanagan last year. So I just wanted to mention it. All right, guys, and that will do it for the halfbacks. Thanks for listening. Next, we'll go through the 5.8, so we'll complete out the spine. Thanks for listening, guys. Drop a like, subscribe, and have a great day. Cheers.